Babe, I know it's not the right time, but I was wondering. I'm, I'm begging you. What? When we go out here, can you make it look like I won? It's a man thing, Gina. Microphone check one two. What is this? Microphone check one two. What is this? You're listening to it's a man thing, and I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. This is episode thirteen, and the first episode of 2020. And um, for this first episode, um, it's it's also gonna be the kickoff to to Black History Month, which is uh, as I'm recording uh, a few days away. This episode is centered around colorism. It's something that's 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 been on my mind as of late. It's it's been a a conversation um, within the culture of uh, uh, rap music and the culture of black media and black Twitter, as they say. It's been a topic for a while now, and I I held off on it for many reasons. You know, one of the reasons I, I, I held off on it was because I felt I was a bit more evolved in my life and it, I, I didn't have a need to address it. The same goes with um, white privilege. I always saw these things as things that I am completely beyond. And it's the truth. It's my truth. However, it still needs to be addressed, much like... Um, the last episode where I, I spoke about Colin Kaepernick, I wasn't um, too. I wasn't always in support of it because I felt that that issue was an old issue, but it was still an issue that needed to be addressed. So we're going to talk about colorism today, okay? Once again, you're listening to it's a man thing, and I'm Jeff. But my friends call me Hefe. Now, to, to, to get it, uh, uh, a good understanding of what colorism is, it's, it's prejudice against people based off their the color, the shade of their skin color. You know, if you, you can recall, there, there's always been um, debates or uh, issues between light-skinned people and dark-skinned people, and there have been different terms for black people, mocha dark skin, chocolate, caramel, etc., etc. And while it's it's it oftentimes it can come off as a compliment in terms of uh, flirting with someone or or having uh, an attraction to someone, it could also be seen as a negative where we discriminate against each other because someone is dark skinned or provide favor to someone because they are light-skinned and i explain it that way because that's often the case you know people that are deemed light-skinned or of a lighter complexion are often more favored which goes back to to you know the slave days where the house negro was always the person that, that had light skin and was often the the child of the slave master and the slave woman and that person had favor, which you know led to the term the house Negro, and the field Negro was the one that was on the outside. Now, while slavery has has ended over 400 years ago, the the some of the remnants still still exist today. You know, um, even in, in in music, there there's always been that you know um, 
oftentimes it was said, I think even Kanye said it on his first album, I hope you light skin N words never come back in style. Or these light skin N words would never come back in style. It, it, it was a thing, you know, during when uh, the group The Barge was, was big and it was a bunch of light skinned people and the, and the, they were seen as the most attractive person. And, and so it's always been that thing. Okay. It exists. Um, and I'm addressing it, like I said, but it, it, it's taken me a long time to, to step into accepting that as a belief system in present day America and within the black community. I always felt that I was a bit, I'm beyond that. I've matured, I've grown up, but it still exists, okay? And it, it dominates the culture that I'm in. And when something dominates the culture, it has to be addressed, even if you don't feel too connected to it. It exists around you. All right. Now, the first question I ask is, is, is colorism, you know, in, in that um, whole light skin versus dark skin thing, do we see people that are light skin as more intelligent or are, are they more intelligent and more attractive than their dark skin counterparts? Is that what's within the person that, that, that subscribes to that uh, belief system? Do people think that just because someone is, is light-skinned that they're more eloquent, they're more intelligent, they're more attractive, they deserve more money? Is that the case? And if so, is it because that person is in close proximity to, to whiteness as opposed to, to blackness? Is it right? You know, we, we, we've always learned that to never judge a book by its cover. You know, because you got you gotta see what's on the inside. And that's that's been one of the things that I learned and that made me a bit more removed from these conversations about colorism and white privilege and and the, the other things that, that dominate um, conversations within the black community. I, I never saw people that were lighter skinned to be better than me. Because not only did I see them as humans, I also saw their flaws and insecurities and saw that much of their success or confidence came from compliments from other people, meaning it came from the outside. It was nothing that came from the inside. And when you know, when you understand the term, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, it's because what we may see on the outside comes from literally the outside. It's not anything that, that's grown from within. So if you, if you remove everything from the outside, that person is nothing. Okay? And that's what I always saw with, with um, people with light skin. I've also seen that as a late with people within the, the white community. It's um, much of what puts them on a pedestal is, is conversations from the outside. But when you sit and you have conversations with them and you, you look at them and it's like, 
there's nothing there. It's rare that, you, that you'll find someone that's beautiful on the inside and on the outside, you know, that appears intelligent and is actually is intelligent, you know? One of the perfect examples that I have in terms of understanding the whole white privilege thing, I, I, I remember when Kanye West, the rapper, was dating Amber Rose. And on the outside, she appeared to be she was very attractive she 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 looked unique because she had a bald head and then she opened her mouth and everything changed my opinion of her changed completely the same went when um when I would hang around certain white folks and white women more so and you always think that they are better than the black women because they, they may have less attitude or or a bit more affectionate you know that, that that's the stereotype but then when you sit around them and you listen to them talk it's it's the exact same thing. Just in, a, in a, just coming from a person of a different complexion, and ethnicity, race. Yeah, I would, I would see white women in action, and I say, "There's you have no substance." The reason why you're appreciated by black men is because you look different, but your actions and you know, your positive and negatives don't vary too much from, from a black woman. You know, I had a, um, dealing with, with a white woman and it, and it not working out. I said, well, the issues that, that, are, that are happening here, I mean, if, if, it's, if, it, if these are the things that happen in a relationship, I might as well deal with it with a black woman. You know, there's there's nothing. The grass is not greener on the other side, as they say. Okay. Now going back to the whole dark skin, light skin thing, I think that same wisdom and knowledge could be applied. You know, in helping people understand that there's no need to be. I guess the term is, would be a colorist in in discriminating against someone because they're dark skin and the other's light skin. Because oftentimes, what you think you're getting from someone. Because they're of a lighter complexion, it's not really there. It's all it's all fictitious. It's all something that you made up in your mind. What you may think if you if you if you have a light skinned person, they'll be um, less aggressive or more submissive or smarter or whatever. That's not the case. Okay. Because you can also get that from someone who's dark skinned. It's all personality and characteristics. It's not skin color. You know, it's education, it's it's upbringing. You know, if the person doesn't have good morals and good character and a good education, um, then likely it doesn't matter if that person is dark skin or light skin. You, you'll still you'll still have a, a bad situation. You think of a, you think of like the Jeremy Meeks who was who was um, like prison bay at one point. You have someone who's who's light skin, but it's a criminal. Uh, upon his his release, he got he got all these offers at all. Etc. But morals, good character, that wasn't there. 
you know what people were automatically drawn to was that this person was attractive based off the skin complexion but judging on the outside but on the inside that person wasn't good get it you're listening to it's a man thing and i'm jeff my friends call me happy you know now not only is um skin complexion you know one of the the um parts of um colorism there's also hair texture you know i can recall uh in my youth how people would always have certain um black people say i have indian in my family that's why my hair is so so soft and that was it was a good thing whether the person had indian in the family or not what was appreciated was a black person having soft textured hair you know it was it was a good thing you know and and having kinky or quote unquote nappy hair was a bad thing and people would you know it ended up being people were doing all sorts of things to to to, to their hair just so it would be softer and, and more appreciated by others here's the issue with that at the time when when people get when when getting a perm was was the thing to do a lot of people in the black community were putting these chemicals in their hair and it had a negative reaction and they ended up losing their hair as a result a lot of black people started wearing black women started wearing weaves meaning what they thought was good for them was actually bad and had a negative result okay and while people were perming their hair there were also other women that were locking their hair growing dreadlocks and that technique enhanced the hair of the black woman and, and black men who, who did it as well their hair was longer it was stronger and it lasted but people who, who permed their hair thought that it was something negative and it wasn't the case it was doing what was best for us you know I remember when I, when I, I mean now I'm a bald man, but when I wore locks, my hair grew at a pretty rapid pace, and it was healthy. You know, I'm bald because of genetics, but my hair was healthy. All of the stereotypes that were attributed to people who had locks, I saw to be untrue. And the way my hair grew, I, I saw that, well, if black people wanted to have long hair as opposed to wearing a perm, they should have done that. More so, if there was a greater respect and appreciation for people who wore locks, the hair industry wouldn't have become a billion-dollar industry off of, the black, off of the backs of black people. It, it hasn't been as until recently a few years ago where black folks actually started getting into the hair industry but i can remember you know buying hair products and every store i went to you know there were black people working there but it was owned by an asian person black folks had no control over the hair industry and but at the same time there was still that division between having straight hair or having kinky hair There's also 
um this thing with with waves you know how 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 well are your waves spinning you know and it gets me thinking about um in the story of malcolm x where in his day people would conk their hair and there's a scene in film with, and when malcolm conks his hair he's like does it look white you know and that was the purpose of it. But when he went to prison and he, he was educated, he stopped conking his hair. He accepted it for within the texture that it is. And I think it, the same thing could be said about people who wear waves. You know, it's like, of course, you put your do-rag on. And, but you're putting these chemicals into your hair and as a form of to, to style it. And it's like, well, what exactly are you putting in? What's the intention? Is it so your hair looks nice or is it so you feel, um, I guess, closer to white, closer to the proximity of whiteness? And is that the best method for, for black people in their hair? You know, I, I don't think that conversation has ever been had, but that's that's what I got from it. You know, at the point where it's like, well, it feels to me that putting these this product in my hair for waves it seems as if like as if I'm conking my hair like Malcolm in his day and I'm still buying these products from stores that are run by Asian people I don't think any of these companies are owned by black folks so what's the point Is it, is it so that my blackness, I guess, appears a bit more refined in the eyes of others? Or is it specifically for me? Is it, you know? Hair texture. How, how is that? How does that work in, in, in the community uh, of colorism? Can we respect someone who, who wears their hair without waves, without any chemicals? When you get your hair cut, you get your, it's, it's lined up, it's, it's cool. Do we accept that person as is? Is that person any less different? Is that person any less intelligent or attractive or cool? It's conversations that must be had because it's really, it's really a thing in, in, in the day where we talk about white privilege and colorism, etc., but there, you know, the whole waves uh, thing. You're it looks like you're just conking your hair. You're, just, you're trying to make your hair look white, you know. And the re and I'll take it a step further and say, well, when you look at those those surfer white boys, I mean, it, it's, that's the whole catching waves and surfing. It's always been something that's attributed to them and, and, and you know their hair the wind is blowing in their hair and all that stuff you know some food for thought you're listening to it's a man thing i'm jeff my friends call me jefe this is episode 13 and it's it's the first episode of the new year we're in 2020 and um i wanted to to you know talk about colorism and some of the issues that are going on within the black community um, I 
I think this will likely end up being the, the direction of the podcast because that's something that's always close to my to my heart. It's things that, that affect us as, as black people and, and, and more specifically things that, that affect me as a black man. You know, my daily thoughts and uh, going back um, to, to my childhood uh, to now, you know, everything that, that, that happens in my life, I always connect it to, to some form of my um, understanding of, of blackness and what it means to be a black person in, in America, in, in, in this world, okay? Now, I hope with this conversation I'm able to, to you know take care of, of some some business you know family business within within the black community I think and I believe that there, there, there shouldn't be a divide between light-skinned people and dark-skinned people the reason being by now we're in an age where everything is online. It's easier to be educated. And when there are certain conversations being had around mental health and emotional wounds and emotional intelligence and all these things, we're smart enough to know that the complexion, the skin color of a person does not determine how good they are, how smart they are, how rich they are. It doesn't determine that because it's all things that happen on the outside. And oftentimes, some of these people have success based off what's projected onto them, not what they really have. You know, most recently, Will Smith did an interview, and here's the Fresh Prince, light skinned, tall, handsome, wife, children. But he still confesses all these insecurities that he had. Not feeling, uh, being jealous of Tupac, shorter, dark skin, bald rapper. Not as refined as as a Will Smith. A bit rough around the edges, but there was still that. You know, of course there was a woman involved, but there was also that. You know dark skin light skin thing happening there you know i can even remember peppa saying she had a chance with 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 um will smith but he was a bit too you know square so she ended up you know marrying a guy like tretch dark skin you know once again associated a, a, a friend of of tupac shakur okay at the core of it you have a dark-skinned man being more aggressive and more fierce, while the, the light-skinned is, is that's the nicer, refined, square person. Most likely, people think that person is more intelligent and be a better um, family man or whatever the case may be. Is it the truth? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, I think if there was a uh, the conversation or a study into the life of Will Smith, you can see that it wasn't all perfect. I think the same obstacles and problems that all people face, 
he experienced himself, no matter his complexion. Of course, he's had he's had a lot of success, but success doesn't mean you don't go through obstacles. Having a wife and children doesn't mean you, you avoid some of these obstacles. And that's the truth that needs to be expressed when, when we have these conversations around colorism, is that being lighter skin and being dark skin doesn't stop you from having issues. Even be, even being white doesn't prevent you from having certain issues. It may be shadowed, it may be covered, but those issues still come up. Okay, the same way I can sit around certain white folks and see, well, they're not that bright. Or I can date a white woman and see you're no better than a black woman. You you just express your self in a manner slightly different, but the issues are still the same. So the whole, these titles that are attributed and placed upon certain issues don't hold that much weight if you're smart enough and you're wise enough to see the flaws in them. If everyone is, is open woke to, to the things that are happening. You're listening to it. It's a man thing. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. And I'm talking about colorism. You know, the, uh, it, it's, it's something that's, that's big in, in the community today through social media. You know, it, it's, I feel like it's a rebranding of the whole dark skin versus light skin thing. But, it, you know, it's still a conversation that needs to be had because of the, the younger generation that's coming after me. They need to know about these things. Okay? And they need to... It, I guess it, it'll strengthen some people who may feel insecure about it. You know? The truth of the matter is, light skin and dark skin, the, the biggest truth is you don't judge a book by its cover. It doesn't matter how that person may look on the outside. There are certain things that go on the inside. They, they go through on the inside that makes them no different than someone that's of a darker complexion. They may receive all of the compliments and someone darker skin may receive all of the, all of the shame and ridicule that may happen, but there's still things that happen on the inside. The darker skinned person, of course, may become stronger on the inside because they're able to, to co combat some of those um, issues and may have more knowledge and wisdom in understanding their beauty. And the dark skin, the, the lighter skinned person, if you remove all of those compliments, becomes a shell of themselves. And that's just, these are just dealing with things on the outside. But when you get into your core and start understanding yourself as a person, your truth, your personal truth, a lot of the things that happen on the outside, whether it's compliments or shame, won't even matter because you're stepping into your real truth. And that's where I'm at. You know, in understanding my real truth, I can see a lot of the things that people talk about on the outside really don't matter. I didn't. It took me a long time to come to an understanding about the whole Colin Kaepernick thing because I was so past 
that. I didn't subscribe to the whole white privilege thing because I'm so past it. I don't, I haven't found any white person that's smarter than me or stronger than me or better off than me. I, I just don't subscribe to it because I know what I'm capable of. But it's something that exists in the world, so we talk about it. And I hope through these conversations, through listening to this podcast, people will come to that understanding. You know, and understand, and understanding that the fake news, it's not only something that happens in popular white media, but it also exists within the black community as well. There are certain things that are portrayed that are not real truths. It's done as either a marketing ploy or to sell a product or to, to install a wound or an issue within a group of people. You're listening to It's a Man Thing, and I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. This is episode 13. We've been talking about, I've been talking about um, colorism. You know, the whole light skin, dark skin thing. If you have any comments or thoughts, you know, feel free to to respond, to comment on the, the post, share, retweet, and uh, I will see you next time. Once again, you're listening to It's a Man Thing, and I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe.